Welcome to the international edition of Whiskey Drinking Dads Podcast. International? What happened? We have an Irish listener. We do? Yeah, we do. We are officially global. How cool is that? That's awesome. Do you know anybody in Ireland? I know no one in Ireland. As a matter of fact, uh, I have friends that are Irish and they all live in the States and I have, I really highly doubt that they have listened or that they have told any of their family in Ireland to listen. So it's probably some guy that was actually looking for a whiskey podcast. Well, oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, he thought so I was you probably think- uh, reviewing the Irish whiskeys or something. Somebody Googled like Jameson podcast and they came across whiskey and they listened and they were like, the hell with this. These guys aren't talking about whiskey at all. No, we're not. I mean, and it's been a while, man. How you been? Good, dude. Hey, hanging in Good. there. I don't know how that. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, good. You know, quarantine is. Uh, it is what it is. My kids are. Ju- my kid is just starting to get a little crazy. He wants to throw a party. He wants to rent out the um, the gazebo uh, thing, patio thing, at Harry Rook Park. Invite all his friends. They all bring their bikes and their scooters, and my, and me and and my wife make food. And then we invite everybody. He planned the whole party. He's ready to go. As soon as the bad virus is gone, he said he's ready to go. I don't know what it costs to rent the gazebo at Harry Brook Park, but you could probably get a good deal. Well, I mean, we know people, so we could probably get a good deal. Just saying. Yeah, probably. But so he's had it. Uh, But I'm fine with it. You know, whatever. I like not having to go anywhere, actually. (laughs) No no bad. Well, well, (laughs) it's funny you say that because my son did a Zoom birthday. Oh, I know. Uh, and, and it was pretty interesting. You know, his birthday this year was kind of weird. We walked to the top of the cul-de-sac and uh, some of the neighbors and the neighbor's kids all sang happy birthday to him. He had his gifts in the morning, came home. He was able to play with his gifts. I was obviously home with him. And then he did a Zoom in the afternoon. And the Zoom to me was the most interesting thing because it was kind of like unleashing like drunk hamsters into like an arena and just watching it happen. Good analogy. It, it was, well, as you, you were, are well aware, you were able to witness this monstrosity yeah. that was a Zoom with a bunch of six-year-olds. I was sitting just off camera next to my six-year-old. And, uh, well, first thing I was like, how does anybody, like, communicate with each other? But then your your son was, a, was doing a good job. Like, my kid was like, you know, Cole, Cole. Cole. And then he was like, yes, Bradley's trying to talk to me. Like he was like trying to have one-on-one conversations, but I find what happens is mostly people talking at once. And with six-year-olds, same thing that I see on my son's preschool Google hangouts is that it's just everyone talking at once. Yes. It's almost like a really bad board meeting for like a, a, you know, a a fortune 500 (laughs) company. I can imagine. Hey, this guy said that. No, we're going to buy it. It's complete chaos. They all want to talk about, you know, what did you get for your birthday? Show me this. And then they're going to show them what they got. That yeah. It just turns into anarchy in about 2.2 seconds. Whose idea was it at your house to do that? Well, it was actually the school system's idea to start all of these Zoom chats right. with their classmates. And then uh, my nine-year-old daughter decided it would be a great idea that since my son won't be able to have a party, that he could do a Zoom. Daddy, you have Zoom. Figure it out. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh Thanks. We, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, I've done a couple of them. I did. I mean, that one was interesting, of course, with the kids, you know, a couple of kids, uh, went to preschool together. Uh, we did one like for my family that, uh, was just like 10 Jewish people. My, my family's Jewish. Oh, sorry. You got a big drink there. Just, just, um, 
yakking it up. Just yenta, just like yenta. Yeah, everyone's talking at once. Everyone's going crazy. My mom's the ringleader, and my sister and I were both on it. And I just didn't. I didn't have to say. And my kids were just sitting there. I didn't have to say. They all complaining about all of the everything and the goings on in the quarantine. Oi. Yeah, definitely. Oi, oi, vey. And then Kara next door with her dog. (laughs) I'm sure they were just like complaining, right? One cousin had a puppet on there with him that he he had a puppet. And my kids were like, what's the puppet? And I was like, I I really don't know. It was. You uh, have a cousin that keeps a puppet. We need to stop everything right now. I think he's a child psychologist and he does like Zoom therapy sessions with a puppet. So I guess it's okay Perhaps that he has he the puppet. Get his own therapist. Yeah, maybe. The, but the puppet, puppet looked a little like him, which was odd. I don't know. It was just the whole thing. And then, um, uh, so we did that. We did the one with with your son for the birthday, which, by the way, wrapped up really fast. All of a sudden, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm leaving. Bink. And then everyone was just clear. I was like, wow, that was <laughs> it easy. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it's not like it, it just bailed. Yeah, it's not like in an office meeting where it's like goes on. This was just over. And I was like, wow, that was quick. And then we did another one with my parents where my parents played bingo with my kids. Oh, which, that's cool. Which was, yeah. Who won? I mean, uh, my, uh, I don't know. I think my, no, my, my, my poor, my poor son, the do- my daughter won two in a row. And then I won the third one. And when I won it, I threw up the bingo card in the air and I said, bingo. And I wanted to say you- bingo bitches, but I couldn't cause my kids were right there. But after a while it gets a little bit. So is this another example of your abusive behavior towards your children <laughs> that you were <laughs> I'm not being a let, poor I'm sport not, during bingo? I'm not gonna let him win. You gotta earn oh, things, wow. son. You can't just you can't just win bingo because you'd feel bad if you lost three games in a row. Sorry, man, life sucks. Get used to it. That's kind of my uh, approach to the whole uh, like riding real- bikes, helmets, pads, things. You know, like life sucks. Sometimes you're gonna get bumps and bruises. Just suck yeah. it up. Uh-huh. And and I would have a feeling that every mother of the moms that listen to this podcast, which is probably, I don't know, four or five of them yeah, uh, would disagree with me because they want to have a helmet and knee pads and elbow pads and uh, training wheels. And let's let them ride their bike over marshmallow tufted fields. So if they fall, it doesn't hurt. No, you let those kids ride that bike over a razor infested field of ice and with no helmet. And when they fall and it get banged up, they get back up and go, hey, this wasn't too bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I will say I kind of was, my wife did the same thing. She got, you know, helmet, elbow pads, knee pads, wrist guards, like, and they didn't even make wrist guards when we were kids, like crazy. And I did the same thing. Ah, he doesn't need all this. It's overkill. But then someone said something to me. Do you really want to be going to the hospital right now if he has to go to the hospital for an injury? And I was like, you know what? I think I'm okay with all that stuff right now. That being said, he was- I will say, I think the helmet is a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I, I, you know, he wears I mean, the helmet. They only get one. Yeah, they got one brain, right? Yeah. So he wears the helmet like when he bikes in the driveway. But when we go like on air quotes trail rides, like on dirt roads in town, uh, he wears the full suite of gear. Oh, he's in like the full body armor thing. Oh yeah, like when we get to the place we're riding, we have to. It takes twenty minutes to get him strapped in, and then as soon as he's strapped in, he's like, "Daddy, let's go." I'm like, "Whoa, hold on! Like, I got to get my stuff together now." He's ready to go. Yes. Yeah, my approach is a little different. Does Cole wear a helmet uh, when he bikes? Uh, yes and no. You know, we have kind of the hill on our house that he likes to ride up the hill and kind of crash down the hill into our driveway, you know, like the dirt hill. And um, I, I don't really make him wear a helmet for that. Uh, but if he's going outside of that, then, yeah, he's got to wear his helmet. 
But in general, I, I, I had to have a conversation with him. So I started the conversation. I said, son, do you know what a man-to-man talk is? Mm-hmm. And he goes, no. I said, well, take a guess. And he goes, when men are talking? <laughs> I said, yeah. And he goes, I said, so I want to have one with you. And he goes, but I'm just a boy. And I said, okay, well, what I'm trying to get at here, son, is we got to have a conversation. If you fall on your bike, you get hurt and you cry, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to get you fixed up. I said, but you have to tell me when you fall, if you're actually hurt or if you just got scared, because those are two different things. And daddy, daddy needs to know if you're scared, that's okay. But if you're hurt, we got to like figure that out. So let's try to only cry when we're hurt. And when we're scared, just say, daddy, I got scared. And then we'll know what the difference is. And then I kind of, you know, throw the helmet on him and say, go ahead, go bomb the hill. Good luck. That's a good idea. I'm going to have that conversation with Bradley for sure. I don't know that it actually resonated because I think he was still trying to focus on the whole thing. Wait, uh, I don't have to wear my helmet. Uh, Do I have to wear a helmet? Do I cry? Do I not cry? Do I cry? Do I not cry? Do I now I got to think about this? You know, you get, you you can't, you can't give a six-year-old that much to think about. If my son falls down, he cries like somebody chopped off his ankle. But if my three-year-old falls down, she's like, oh, okay, and gets up and keeps going. Wow. He, you would think, I mean, the fact that a neighbor hasn't called the cops on us yet is crazy. Because he because of your abuse out. Not because, yes, because I, you <laughs> knock one kid's tooth out and all of a sudden everyone gives you a hard time. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, that's a good point though are you injured or did you just scare yourself? Cause you were going too fast. You know, like what's the difference? Because one is pretty serious and the other one is, yeah, we could deal with it. And I actually took that line. I kind of, I kind of butchered it, but it's from like an old sports movie where they say, you know, are you hurt or are you injured? And he goes, what do you mean coach? And he goes, well, if you're hurt, you get your ass back in the game. If you're injured, I got to send you to the hospital. Yeah. I like that. What movie is that from? Pretty- uh, I, it was either Varsity Blues or The Program, one or the other. I don't I want remember. your life. I don't want <laughs> your life, Billy Bob. Dad. Uh, I love that movie. I haven't seen it in forever. It was on TV the other night, I think. Not to take this podcast to a whole other level, but I do I just have to say, how many high school kids in the nation do you think have experimented with the whipped, whipped cream bikini after watching that movie? Oh, a million. Immediately. <laughs> You know, trying to like, they're trying to like feel out their girlfriend. Hey, uh, you know, have you ever, uh, you got any whipped cream? You know, trying to like drop the hint, see if the girlfriend picks up on it. Definitely. Yeah. The, 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 our generation, cool uh, there's whip. probably people listening to this that probably have no idea what we're talking about, but our generation that watched that movie, everybody probably at one point thought or was like, oh, that'd be the coolest prom date ever. <laughs> cool whip. Cool whip. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so. On top of the whole quarantine thing, my it's been it's been weird for like eating around my house, I feel like, because, you know, you go to the grocery store, you get two or three weeks worth of stuff and then you're kind of limited because you're not going out to eat. They don't have the 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 school lunches or whatever. So my son has kind of developed this obsession with hot dogs. Uh huh. And over the years, he knows I like I'm a big fan of the hot dog eating contest on July 4th. I don't miss it. Like I sit down, I get amped up for it. I want to watch the whole thing. I watch the pregame where they're letting all the guys walk up there. It's the pomp and circumstance. The it, It's like world wrestling entertainment meets food. It's just, it's great to me. I don't know why so it, does, son, it doesn't surprise me, but it doesn't. <laughs> my son <laughs> says to me, dad, I want to start training to be like Joey Chestnut. <laughs> He's the champion guy, right? Yeah, I said, I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, next time we sit down to dinner, I'm going to try to eat 20 hot dogs. <laughs> wow. 
How many can he put down? Two. Um, Cole, how many hot dogs did he put down in training? Two. Oh, I think you said who. You said two. No, no, no. I said two. Yeah, he, he can eat two. I said, son, you're going to have to do a lot of work. I think Joey eats like 72, 73. Well, he's only got 70 to go. In 10 minutes. Wow. They eat, yeah. the, they eat the buns too? Oh, yeah. Have you? Come on. Really? Have you never watched this thing? I don't think I've ever watched it. What is it on? I, is it on ESPN? Yes. It wow. is the Nathan's world famous <laughs> hot um, dog eating contest at Coney Island every July 4th. No, I think it, I, ugh, makes me nauseous just thinking about it. You know, you know, when I, you eat, it is, you know, when you eat too much and you feel like you're going to throw up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes, that's what watching the hot dog eating contest would make me feel like. But you don't know. Cause you'd never done it. You know, that's kind of anti-American of you that you've never watched that. I'm just saying. You think so? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Hey, do you think Cole has a chance at it? Could he become the next great hot dog eating contest winner? Or is it too early to tell? Oh, well, it's too early to tell, but we're going to start working on it. We're going to get him some regionals. Some yep. regionals. We're going to see how he comes up. You know, they got the AAU level of the hot dog eating contest. So we're going to work on it, you know, Listen, start doing some drills. If you can get to States, you, you know, from there, it's a hop, skip and a jump away. It really is. You know, and, and it's close. Coney Islands is not far. We, he could be the local kid. Now, does Cole prefer boiled or grilled hot dogs? Because I think at the, I'm, I'm assuming at the, the national Joey chestnut thing, they're, they're dirty water dogs, right? I believe they are. Uh, and I don't think Cole's actually ever had a, the pleasure of eating a dirty water dog. They're all grilled. Yeah. Yeah. We like to grill our hot dogs here in America. In New yeah. Milford, Connecticut, uh, we grill our hot dogs. Yeah, we definitely don't want none of them dirty water dogs been sitting. Oh, my God. Right now with the coronavirus, can you imagine eating off of one of those hot dog carts in the city <laughs> with the with the dog in the water all day? Yeah, where the hot dog just sits in the tepid, one-third filled uh, like box of water, and the guy oh. takes it out with one of those tongs and sticks it in a bun and wraps it in tinfoil? No you know thanks. what? Here's a would you rather. Would you rather drink the leftover water at the end of the day from the hot dog water boiler or get punched in the face by Mike Tyson. Punched in the face by Mike Tyson. Yeah, I don't think there's a question there. I'm just picturing like the 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 oh the leftover little hot dog bits in the oh, bottom of the water and they it's kind of heated all day. Oh. The fond, there's hot. They call it fond. There's hot dog fond stuck in the water that you have to drink. No thanks. Uh, yeah, no, I think I'm good. I think <laughs> I think I would take the shot to the face and just go on. But about for my some life. reason, when you're at a baseball game, a dirty water dog tastes fine. It, you know, it really does. With Boiled a, peanuts. With Boiled a tw- peanuts. With a, 12, with a $12 beer that you spill, yeah, or, you, that you spill half of. Which, which of course, you and I won't be drinking. We'll be drinking the whiskey, the fine stuff. The good oh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, well, it used to go, not, uh, I think, was it? Today's show is sponsored by Jack Daniels. Yeah, they do. Um, a, there's a Jack and Ginger on the, if you're in the city field, like the box seats where they bring you your drinks. They have a Jack and Ginger for like, you know, about $22, whatever. But it's darn good when you're sitting in the sun, you know? Oh, yeah. Although I will say 22 bucks for a drink is kind of stiff. Maybe it's 18 It's expensive. Yeah, either way. I mean, I guess when you go, when you go, to, when you go out to a game, you kind of have to suspend all reality for what things cost. Same thing when you go to Disney World. You just forget about it. Just don't even look at the price. Even at an airport, it's like that. You're like, what? Oh, yeah. Um, the question is though, will, will there be any of those things this year? Or is anybody going it, like I was talking to who the heck was I talking to? I was talking to a guy who was telling me 
can't remember who it was that his um, Buccaneers tickets as season tickets skyrocketed in price. And I was like, dude, it's not going to matter. You're not going to any Buccaneers games this year. I got bad news for you. It ain't happening. And he was like, oh man, I hope I get my money back. Um, and that got me thinking like, let's say you can go to a baseball. I mean, it's a bad example. Cause I know you're not a huge baseball fan, but let's say you can go to a baseball game this year or a football game. Do you, do you go? If it's allowed to happen, you're allowed to go. Do you go? Um, you know, ah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you want my answer? Yeah, go ahead. I'm not going. I'm not going yeah, to anything. I don't, I don't. I'm not going to picnics. I'm not going to pool parties. I'm not going out to dinner inside a restaurant. I'm not going on vacation. I'm not flying anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I don't think I would do a, a football or a baseball game. I'm not going um, to a baseball game. I'm not going to a concert. I'm not going to any weddings. Oh, well, see, that's kind of good. If you're, if you're able to bail out of weddings, I yeah. mean, that's just, sorry, guys, I can't go. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And not for nothing. I got a whole thing. All right. We're in our forties now. Okay. So we already went through that whole time in our peer, most of our peers where they got married in their mid twenties to mid thirties range. Right. I'm not going again, y'all. So I don't, you know, I'll, I'll send you, send me the whole, hold the date, the whatever. I'm going to RSVP. No. And I'll send you the check, but I'm not going, I'm not, no, I'm out. I don't want to do it. Second, I've had too many of them. Second wedding. No. Is that what you're saying? No, not even if it's your first, like it, oh. the time's up. Yeah. Oh, I'm out. Second. I'm, a, I'm like, I'm not going to anybody's second wedding. You kidding me? I probably didn't no, want to go. I probably didn't want to go to the first one. No, I, I mean, I hate to say it, say it like that, and I hate to be kind of a, a Debbie Downer, but I'm just at this point, I can't do weddings. It's just I'm surprised. Yeah, you know, you, I would think I would think open bar would be right up your alley. Yeah, you know what? I could just stay at home. It's fine. Right. You know, I kind of like uh, weddings. I, I kind of like weddings now. I didn't used to like weddings, but now I kind of like them because now that I'm older, if I get a little had a few too many drinks and I'm dancing wildly to save a horse, ride a cowboy with my wife's cousin, Derek. And we're both sweating and we have our ties around our heads like bandanas. I don't care. 10 years ago. It sounds like there might be video of this. 10 years ago. I would feel self-conscious about that right now. I don't care. You don't like me for doing that. F you pal. This is who I am. That's what I do. I'll drink a ton of drinks and I will with my cousin-in-law, Derek, Dance like a crazy person to save her horse, ride a cowboy, which probably shouldn't even be on the DJ set list at a wedding. Let's be honest, but I love it. I love weddings uh, now. Anytime, any place that's an open bar, I'm in. I'm in. I, with, with save a horse, ride a cowboy. With the exception of a buffet. I'm out on the buffets. I had a buffet at my wedding. It was fantastic. Uh, but let's face it, uh, sit down dinner is expensive. So we did the buffet. Yes. It was great food, but I'm anti buffet in general as a person who likes food. I do not like to eat at a buffet. Yes. I second that. As Chinese a matter buffet, of fact, I have a hell whole no. blog post about buffets and why you can't do them. So, Oh, you do? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, I mean, give me some unless you're the, even if you're the first guy in line, look at how many places that food has been before it actually hits the buffet line itself. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. The cook makes it in bulk. 
it gets pushed off to the side while they finish making the rest of it. Now you got another guy that's going to run it over to the buffet table. He's going to take that stuff. We don't know who cleaned the buffet area, first of all, or the last time they cleaned it. Right. You got the guy changing the hot water, the light bulbs, the whole thing. They're throwing the stuff in the thing. Then they got the one big spoon for everyone to share. So that means I got to touch the same spoon that everybody's been using all day to dig in the food. Not to mention that they're reaching their whole arm. What if they got hair on their arm? What if they just wiped their snot on their arm and now it's under? Oh, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. It's a Petri dish of just filth. Yeah. What if the guy in line before you took his finger like this, licked his thumb, and then he wiped off the face of his child and then he immediately touched the spoon that you then touched 22 seconds later? That's like well, licking. Have that that's, issue. Like, that's like licking the kid's face. Yeah, I, I, I don't even walk by the. Yeah, I, that no. whole end of the store is. I don't need access to that. Yeah, I'm out. No, I'm good. Matter of fact, I've done this before, where I've gone to the deli, had them, you know, slice up my meat, watch the deli counter person look like they might have been a little under the weather, <laughs> cough, sniff, cough, hand me my meat. I've had to take the meat and just put it back in the cooler and be like, yeah, no, nah, not today. Yeah. You've actually texted me that before, which yeah. I, 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 that's one of the things I miss about quarantine. I, I miss your Sunday morning. You're a Sunday morning grocery shopper. And I usually like your S- Sunday morning, either tweets or texts. You either tweet it out or you text me directly what your experience of what's going on. And I did enjoy that one where you were like, you know, ordered my ham lady gave it to me, noticed a bit of a hacking cough, put the ham down and walked away. Yeah. I, I kind of have a saying when it comes to things when evolving sickness and it's just hashtag not worth the risk. So, you know, yeah, yeah, it might've been fine. Might've yeah. gone down great, but you know what? It's not worth the, uh, the malaria virus that comes with it. So I'm good. While we're talking about this, uh, what about haircut salons? were going to open. They are not going to open for a little while. Uh, now, uh, a lot of people were getting ready to go for a haircut. You clearly need a haircut and a shave. I'm just looking at you here on the zoom. I need a haircut bad. Um, where are you on the, even though it's allowed, are you going to get your haircut? Nope. I agree. Team, nope. team, no I cut. am, uh, I am going to go straight duck dynasty as long as I can let this ride out until my wife actually might kick me out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Nope. And nope. my, my wife, who was just as, uh, you know, careful as I am throughout this quarantine was like, yeah, you probably should just get it done. I was like, no, I'm not getting, you know how close the guy's face is to my face. When I get a haircut, my guy's great. I love my guy. He does a great job. He's a good haircut guy. But the volume of people that will go in and out of that place. I I saw another, I saw a haircut place on Facebook talk about the fact that the, you know, the, the, the date they can open got pushed back. And this guy said that he had to reschedule 321 appointments. And I thought that many, could you imagine you're the 300th person, 299 people have been in that place before you during the COVID-19 timeline that we live in here no thank you i'll wait i can't wait to get a haircut i can't wait but i'm gonna wait until it's a little safer see i got a little trump card in my back pocket what's that not sure if you're aware of that my wife is a certified uh, hairstylist i did not know that she is a licensed i don't even know what the hell you call it beautician uh hairstylist salonist haircutterologist hair hair cutter person yeah so how have you not had it done had it done yet um, cause I'm probably the world's biggest pain in the ass client that anyone could ever have. Right. And I will actually, while you're cutting my hair, correct the way you're cutting my hair and tell you that that's not the way I like my beard. And, um, yeah, so she's not really looking forward to it. 
Yeah. I guess if I was her, I'd be like, you know what? Forget it. Look that way. I don't care. No. And, and it's funny because my actual barber puts up with it, but I, and I ignore the constant eye rolling because she does such a great job on the beard. Um, and that she actually puts up with me and hasn't fired me as a client yet. Right. I mean, you're paying her. Well, this is true. This is true. But you know, like you said, sometimes, uh, clients are a pain on the ass and you decide to break up with them. So it happens. Sometimes you got to fire a client. True. True. The, uh, um, I can ask you a question real quick. People, this doesn't make any sense because nobody can see this because uh, this is a podcast, not a video thing. But what is your microphone balanced on? Like, I have a microphone stand. What is what is holding your microphone up there? I can't. Okay, so I have currently the History of Art Encyclopedia. A, I'm not even sure who this is. This author, Mary K. Andrews, Save the Date book. Uh, uh, Alex George, the good American and the headmistress of Rosemary and the midnight and the garden of good and evil. These are the books that are holding up my mic currently. So you have a pile of books. Yes. It's very professional. It's very top notch stuff. You went to the trouble to purchase a microphone, but you didn't purchase a microphone stand is what I don't understand. They so come, I you know, a lot of times they come together. Just so you know, they come together. I purchased a lot of equipment here, a lot of nice stuff, a lot of good top-notch stuff. We got the best. We went overboard, right? You know what we didn't do was measure the clamp of the microphone uh, boom arm to see that it would actually clamp on this thick-ass table that I'm using. Oh, so the clamp for the arm won't fit on the table. No, so it was kind of a fail, and I've learned, you know, here's a problem. Here's a problem with not just quarantine, but in general. Late-night internet shopping after throwing a couple back, you oh, yeah. don't pay a whole lot of attention to detail, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought a hat. Like one of those round, like, sun hats. For all the sunning that you do? To keep the sun off. Of, no, no, no. To keep the sun off my neck and my ears okay. when I'm, you know, mowing the lawn or out on the lake or something. Um, and it's probably not a smart purchase, but it's a quarantine purchase. You know what? I'm not going anywhere. I don't want to get too sunburned. I'm buying this stupid hat. I'm going to wear it when I'm mowing my lawn and when I'm on the lake or. How'd that, did you get the hat yet? No, it'll be here Thursday by eight. All right. We're going to need an internet review of this Thanks, hat. Am- Thanks Amazon. I have a feeling this is probably going to be a pretty embarrassing purchase on your behalf. Let me see what it's called. Hold on. Uh, Amazon. Man, I love Amazon. I mean, I could buy something on my phone right now. So quick and so easy. I got to order some liquor, by the way. That reminds me. You know, I bought an alligator toe on Amazon. What? Yeah, I was trying to make it. I, you know, this, this may, that might not have come out very well, what I just said. Real quick. The, the, the hat is a Bora Bora Booney. Bora Bora Booney. Let me see the picture. Can you see oh, it? yeah. That looks, uh, you look like you're ready to go like hike in a waterfall somewhere. Like, what yeah. is that? I don't know, but I'm not going to have a sunburned neck all summer. You wait and see. You're right. also not, you're also going to look really uncool, not getting a sunburn. <laughs> Tell me about, <laughs> you know that. what else you could do? What? You could put sun lotion on your neck and not worry about it. Oh, that seems like an easier solution. Yeah. I said, I spent $19 on that hat. Bora Bora. Here you come. Tell me about the alligator toe. All right. So I was trying, I, uh, this guy I follow, uh, on Instagram, he, uh, his name's Python cowboy. He is a state licensed uh, Python removal expert in the state of Florida. And uh, the big problem down there for those that aren't listening, they got 
they're invasive species. They eat all the stuff in the Everglades and nothing else can grow. So, and, there, and there's thousands of them, Hurricane Andrew. Look it up if you're really interested. Anyway, he sells some of his wares on the Instagram page. And one of the things he was selling was uh, these uh, uh, alligator teeth that were encased in a uh, bullet shell, which it just looked cool. Like it, it's not something that's practical, right? right? But these are the things that you look at when you you know, aren't going anywhere for three months. So in any event, I was like, you know, I wonder if I can just pick up the, the toe or a, an alligator piece on Amazon. Like I've got the shell casings. I can make one myself. I'll figure it out. I got, I got, I got an afternoon. Well, apparently you can. Um, but apparently when you read the fine print, they are not actual, uh, they are synthetic. So they're not real teeth. No, they're real. Nothing. It's just a piece of white, hard plastic. How can he call it alligator teeth? No, no. His are real. The ones uh, I ordered on Amazon are synthetic. Uh, uh, <laughs> and the best part is they were made in China. So you have, <laughs> you have white plastic alligator teeth looking things made in China that you're going to stick in a shell casing. No, I actually, uh, that, was a, that was a prime return. Oh, so that seems like a huge waste of time. <laughs> Gi- yeah, well, that, giant that, waste of time. That one actually didn't even get mailed. That was a canceled order the next morning when I started going through my orders. I'm like, what? How about is that yeah, no, though? That, in the no. morning, you have to be like, "Let's see what I ordered yesterday on Amazon." We have stuff show. Hey. We have stuff showing up here like on an hourly basis. Wow. Like from, it, from kids, are, kids are ordering unicorns. No, we got like you know Chewy.com boxes delivers all the animal stuff. Targets delivering like you know random things. UPS and FedEx are delivering Amazon stuff. The mail service is dropping stuff off. I mean, I got stuff coming here, and with our current quarantine protocol at the Wilson household. The way packages flow into the house involves them in a, uh, in a cooling off period in the garage. So the garage looks like uh, like a like a shipping like a post office because stuff comes in here and it, it has to decontaminate in the garage before I can bring it into the the, the household. Can we talk about what you're getting at Chewy.com? I was not aware you had pets. Yeah, I have a cat. You have one cat that requires massive shipping from Chewy.com. It's not massive. We just get our cat litter. They, every month they ship us a box of cat litter or whatever you have. Oh, see, that's right. I forgot cats poop in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like cats. That's why I don't, that's why I don't have one. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want one either, but we have. (laughs) So, you know, like, you know, whatever. And because it's quarantine, we end up doing a bunch of stuff we don't need. Like we bought a water fountain for the cat. We bought like a thing that recycles water because the cat likes to drink out of a tap of water. And will drive you nuts if its water is not crisp cold. It wants crisp cold flowing water. It doesn't like tepid, dirty water dog type water, which I guess makes sense. So in order to satisfy the cat's drinking needs, we purchased a, uh, you know, like a water fountain thing. It's like a bowl of water that circulates the water up and then down a spout so the cat can drink out of the tap. Like the kind oh, of thing that we probably never would have done if we weren't sitting around trying to think of all the things that are horrible about our lives and the cat can't, you know, can't, nothing to complain about. Life's too good. Everything's, life's good, right? So what do we, what, what I got, was I thinking I got about? an easier solution the for cat's that problem. Miserable. You well, just what? open the, win- you open the door and when it runs out, you close the door. Problem solved. I've tried that. The cat comes back. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the cat comes back. Because I was like, oh man, we live in the woods now. This cat's never going to make it. The cat wants to go out, but 10 seconds later, it's at the door scratching to come back in. Oh, man. You got to let it back uh, in. I'm definitely allergic to them, which is why I'm a dog person. Hey, how long do cats live for? 
I, you're asking a dog person. I don't know. Yeah. I guess they live as long as until you let the door open and they don't come yeah, back. It doesn't work. Saw, fo- saw a fox outside this morning at 830 in the neighbor's yard. But uh, it's kind of cool. Couldn't find the cat. So bummer. You know, I will say about pets. I'm going to go on a rant here. So I'm sorry, listeners. I, you know, I'm getting kind of a reputation for being kind of like, you know, kind of jerky. But anyway, people, we don't need and you don't need social media pages for your pets. They don't have thumbs. They can't swipe. They can't type. They can't create their own account. And we enjoy seeing the content of your pets on your own page when they have a cute <laughs> moment. But I don't need an Instagram story of your cat chasing a piece of string across the house for 182 seconds. And I also don't need to see 432 selfies of your dog. I get it. You have a dog. It's cute. We all love dogs. They do funny things when they do the little head side tilt and they look at you. It's so cute. I love it. I just want to kiss him. But he doesn't need his own Facebook page. I'm sorry. So, and no, I won't accept his friend request because I know he actually didn't send me a friend request. Okay. Sorry. Rant over. So you're against it. Yeah, it's I, definitely not. It's not on my top. And I get it. People are so into their animals that they do it. But it's just, it's not for me. And it's it's a pet peeve of mine. I have a friend whose French bulldog has its own Instagram account. Nope. You actually know this friend. And the bulldog's name is but Banana Frenchie. Banana Frenchie. Banana Frenchie. Oh, wow. It's Danny Peters. I would have never thought. Yeah, I know. I would have never thought that Danny's dog. I guess it all kind of makes sense. So he's European, right? It's a little different. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? I agree with you, but I follow the dog on Instagram. Oh, come on. You need to unfollow it today. Matter of fact, you can. I want to see you right now unfollow this dog on Instagram. That's ridiculous. Banana Frenchie. Hold on. What kind of content does the dog offer besides a lot of dog pictures pictures of it eating? Yeah. That's it. I don't know. I want to tell you. Hold it's, on. it's not posting any funny memes. Banana Frenchie. Miss Banana Frenchie. There's the dog wow. wearing his harness. There's the dog eating a stuffed donut. There's the dog standing in the garden. The dog wearing a Santa Claus outfit. The dog in front of some pumpkins. Yeah. Can we venture to unfo- guess that I basically can't. these pages are just the dogs wearing uh, holiday appropriate clothing every holiday and occasionally a romp in the yard and maybe they did something silly in the house. Or then if you're really lucky, you'll get the photo of the dog standing next to the torn up pillow and it'll say, I didn't do it. Oh God. It's so predictable. By the way, the dog has 490 followers. I have 271. (laughs) That is amazing. The dog is doing pretty well. I can't, Uh, I, I can't unfollow it. I like Danny Peters too much to unfollow his dog. Well, I think every one of our listeners should follow Whiskey Drinking Dads on Instagram because we don't have as many followers as Banana Frenchie. No. How many do we have? I don't know. A hundred something, I think, last time I checked. Oh, that's not bad. So, yeah. Everybody who's listening, uh, hit smash that follow button and uh, subscribe to us everywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget for all the latest and greatest content. We'll self-plug right there. What's in your cup today, Matthew? I have water. I forgot. That we were supposed to have a drink. Oh, all right. Well, you didn't really come prepared. What do you, you didn't, that's not on the show map. Let me look at the show map. There's nothing in here about, I had to come prepare it's, with a drink. It says intro. Welcome back. Today's whiskey is, I thought that the today's whiskey portion. I don't have that. Basically Lynn for you. Under, 
My thing. Yes, you do. My thing. My thing starts with the Joey Chestnut thing. Oh, I might not have cut and pasted this right. Now, whose fault is it? Oh man, between your poor production value and my nitwit planning on the show map, this is not going well. I need wow. to do another liquor delivery from Classic Liquors in New Milford. Hashtag not an ad. Uh, because I need some more Crown. I need some more Tangeray. And I'm thinking of purchasing. Um, they have like little, like I want to be able to make dirty martinis at home, but you can never make them like you make them at the restaurant. So don't they have like a jar of like, like I can get what's in their martini? Vodka, vermouth, vermouth and olive juice. And if you want it dirty, it's just a dash of olive juice. It ain't that difficult, man. Yeah, but it's an olive juice. It makes it dirty. I want my martini to be clear looking. I want it to look clear. I want uh, it to taste like a dirty martini, but I want it to look clear. So let me say like, this like out loud like again. You, go to a you want a dirty martini that's clean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Wilson. <laughs> I get, listen, life is tough, man. I want, I, I, I know what I want. Because can't you buy, so I have to buy vodka, I have to buy vermouth, but how do I get olive juice? I don't want to buy a jar of olives. I'm not going to eat all the olives. Can I just buy olive juice? Uh, I believe it'll, at a liquor store, you probably can. I happen to have olives because I eat olives on my, in my house, so I just use a dash of the juice from the olive. But then isn't not- your martini get like, because olive juice is like textury. There's like little bits of things. I don't want bits of things floating. Well, in my I routine. mean, you put it in a shaker, you shake it up and strain it. I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, I can never, it never comes out as good as it does at a restaurant. Like, you know what? I can't wait for it to be over. I can't wait to be able to go to a steakhouse with my wife and get a dirty martini and she'll get either like a Moscow mule or a, um, what are those? Uh, a mojito or whatever. And then I'll drink two dirty martinis in the time it takes her to drink a half of one of her drinks. And then we'll eat some appetizers and some steaks. That's what I'm looking forward to doing. Mm. Anyway, back to the classic liquors. So I got to get some stuff. Yeah. So but you have to, you have to have, you have to have over $60 worth, I think, or $50 worth. So crown, yeah, not, so crown, not much. I mean, you get it pretty easily with a couple of bottles. Yeah, but I need another thing. I got to get Crown. I got to get Tangeray, and then I got to get something else. I don't know what the third thing is going to be. Maybe we'll get some Modelo. There you go. Anyway. Yeah, no, the, uh, it to, the rest of our audience may not know that you're a bit of a celebrity yourself. You know, I, uh, so, so Matt has another podcast about uh, his real day job. And on that podcast, he played a clip from years ago that I had forgotten about that I already heard where Mike Rowe, for all of you who know, if you've watched Deadliest Catch, he's the voice of Deadliest Catch. He used to be a QVC sales guy. He's the voice of Ford. He's a huge celebrity. Mike Rowe actually called our very own Matt Wilson and left him a voicemail after Matthew Wilson cried in tears on his previous radio show about Mike Rowe not taking his phone call, which I think is pretty awesome. I think Mike Rowe is an awesome guy. Yeah. And I think the fact that he called you uh, was pretty awesome. And his level of sarcasm is so 100 that it is just tough to beat. I mean, if you're if you're if you appreciate good sarcasm and well good timing, Mike Rowe is a must follow on his own podcast, on his own show. The dude is a genius. Matt Carey from the world famous Carey and Coffee Show. Uh, this is Mike Rowe from the not so famous Dirty Jobs Show. Right, that guy's got the skills. That guy has got the skills. Dirty Jobs. I love that. 
I can't believe it. I, I, dude, I was so floored when I got the voicemail. I thought it was this guy I work with horsing around who's got like a kind of a deep voice. And then I realized it wasn't like once I realized it wasn't him, I could not believe it. I was so excited. And I kept thinking like, what would happen if I answered? If I answered, it would have ruined the whole thing. Because just me and him talking while I'm driving has no um, entertainment value at all. No, so by not but answering I will say, the phone, it came the out. The end fantastic. of that voicemail was just amazing. Well, I wish I had the one you left me. I might have deleted it. Let's see if I deleted it. You but just, the way, so for the listeners out there, so the end of it, so, so Micro sets this whole thing up, goes to the end. He says, I will give you a great piece of advice to you and all of your listeners. And I have a wonderful story to tell you. And it kind of goes something like this. Click. Yeah. <laughs> and he hangs up. Message deleted. Oh man, it was great. Is the one you left me clean? Can I play it? Or did you say something in it that shouldn't be? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's clean. Wouldn't be like me to use uh, profanity. I think I have it here. I've got a, I'm got. Uh, i around tomorrow. Hey buddy, it's Dave. Uh, just oh, no, that's let not you know it. I'm around. No, that's not it. Here we go. Wow, I sound really bad on voicemail, huh? Is this Matthew Carey from the famous, world famous Carey and Coffee Show? This is Mike Rowe with 30 Jobs. And I got a message from a friend of mine. He's got a much better inflection than you. He does. He's a pro. York, saying that you were extremely distressed, almost unhealthily. <laughs> you weren't able to get in touch with me. Well, the message I have to ask you about is should I buy an Ethernet to a USB cable to produce a better Internet quality show for the Whiskey Drinking Dads podcast? Interesting stuff. If you could get back to me at your earliest convenience, I've got a great story to tell you, and it all starts with <laughs> <laughs> the setup. Dave Stalvey. Got him. Dave Stalvey is always bringing the humor on voicemails throughout the years. I do enjoy a good voicemail, I got to tell you. Because, you know, people don't, no one listens to voicemails either. These little pieces nah. of gold that you can leave because people see you call. All they do is just call you back when they see the missed call. Like, I don't know if you can look at my phone right now and see how many of those red indicators there are. Oh, phone calls. 153. Oh, God. 100 and, I got 153 phone notifications of those. Those are actually 153 voicemail notifications. So if you need to get in touch with me, just leave me a voicemail. I'll call you right back. Oh, anxiety. <laughs> I don't listen to voicemails either. It's ridiculous. Just text me or I'll call you back. You don't need to. I know you called. Right. Yeah, you can see I called. Just call me back. There's no reason to leave the voicemail. But unless you have something you actually don't want the person to call you back, like sometimes I'll leave the message because I really didn't want to talk to you. Right. So I left the information, so there's no need to call me back, and we don't have to have any annoying small talk. So here's what you asked me. Here's the information. Let's leave it at that. We're done. Yeah. I would say that I probably don't return voicemails. I mean, just hang up. I'll call you back. I know you're trying to get a hold of me. I have the missed call. But if you text, I mean, them, you text somebody, they, yeah, and I have zero unread text messages right now. I will, I will not let a text message go unread. So at least then you know it's getting in front of me. Anybody who says I didn't mm -hmm. get it, I didn't read it, means I read it and I ignored it and I didn't care to get back to you. Yes, that is actually, uh, somebody at work sent me a, uh, a sheet, let, you know, we're doing a lot of stuff online right now and it was basically a conversion chart for what you want to say and how you should say things like mm -hmm. in an email. Uh, and it was pretty funny because it was like, listen, you moron. Uh, and the correct way to say it was like, perhaps you misunderstood my email. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Yeah. Perhaps equals listen, you moron. Yeah. Right. And there was a whole sheet of them that I'm like, you know what? I know this is supposed to be funny, but I'm actually going to print it and leave it next to my computer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use it. I'm definitely going to need this. So it was sent to you as a joke, not a resource, but you're going to use it as a resource. Right. I, I don't think that they realize the value behind the uh, conversion chart for what you think and what you should say and how to type it appropriately in a professional workplace. Did you hear the people at Twitter are going to like get to work from home forever? I did see that. I saw uh, the, uh, well, let me rephrase that. I saw a tweet sub uh, retweeted from the guy who's like the CEO of Twitter saying, well, we could just work from home forever, dude. <laughs> Is that how he talked? That's how you imagine. That's, that's how you imagine what, he talks. That's how I imagine him talking when you look at him, dude. Whoa, I got an idea. Let's just all work from home forever. Hashtag work from home. The number four ever. And then Yo, boom, it happens. We got internet at home, man. What do we got to need, <laughs> uh, dude? Think about all the extra barbecue money we would have. Barbecue money, yeah, right. Com- company picnic twenty twenty one, dude. We could just. I mean, I know you're used to free lunch and sleeping pods and whatnot at work, but you could just take a nap at home. Oh my God. Think of, did you see what, uh, oh, what the heck is the guy's name? It's the guy that runs Tesla. Elon um, Musk. Did you see what he named his kid? No. It was like a random series of letters in, 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 uh, abbreviations. Really? Yeah. It like, was like the Prince logo kind of thing or like, it, well, no, it was, it, I guess they all had different, uh, the name is X A E A dash 12. There's a dash in the kid's name. Yeah. And the A E is it's like some sign. I don't actually, I'm going to sound pretty ignorant right here, but the A E is like combined. It like actually stands for something like an old English literature, I believe. But in any event, what, like what, when the teacher calls that kid's name in roll call, don't they realize he's going to be beat up? Yeah. That's going to be a problem. Uh, calling X E A 12 Musk. Yeah. That's going to be a problem. Like the kid basically has, uh, his, you know, prison ID for his name. X A E 12 inmate checking out today. Yeah. (laughs) That's setting him up for failure. Yeah, I saw not, it. Uh, I um, yeah, that happens with celebrities, but that's pretty bad. That's worse than like Apple or North or Seven. George wanted to name his kid Seven. Seven Costanza. That's way worse than Seven. Well, you know, there was a story behind my son's name. He was going to be called Trey for short for three. Yeah, but so I am. Yeah, but Trey but, but, is Trey's a name. Nobody, uh, people, a lot of people probably don't know. My name is not Dave. My name is actually Ron and I am a junior. So my middle name is Dave. So I've always gone by my middle name. So I wanted to name my son the third. And the debate was, well, what do you call him? Cause your dad's Ron, you're Dave. Like, what are you, you know, how are you, we're not right. doing this whole, who's turning their head, whatever. And I said, no, I'll just, I'll just call him Trey for the third three. It went over like a ton of bricks and now he's Cole. Like Trey would be his first name. I'm cool. That would be what people would call him. Yeah. No, that, his, his name would have been Ronald David Stalvey the third, and he would have gone by Trey. No, that's too many. That's, that's someone <laughs> with too many names. That's too many names. So he would have been Ronald David Stalvey the third, but his nickname would have been Trey. That's, right. That's, that's what he confusing. would have gone by. You could have just like named, signed his name, Trey Stalvey. You could have just named him Trey. Trey Stalvey. I know a couple people named Trey. Well, yeah, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't have been as cool. Right. 
Yeah, that's too you know, many keep, names. Keep the heritage going. As someone with way too many names, that's too many names. I was about Don't to say, yeah, to what do you, you have like 17 different last names. I just wanted to give him the same exact name I have, you know? Does he know that story? Because maybe I'll start calling him Trey. Uh, he does not. All right. All right. I think so, my daughter knows so that So if I called, if I called him Trey at the T-ball field, he'd be like, what? I'm cold, dude. Because he would yeah, know the story. Probably. All right. We'll never see the T-ball field again anyway, so is, it doesn't matter. Has T-ball been canceled officially? Yeah, right? It has not. What hasn't been, been canceled? No, because I've not seen, I've not gotten my money back yet from the New Milford Youth Baseball. I paid like $500 in late fees to get into T-ball, I think. N-M-Y-B-B-S-A-O. And I've not seen my money come in yet. So A-12. My thought was either A, it's not canceled, or B, it's canceled, but they already spent the money and I'm not getting it back. Just, I think it's probably more like B. <laughs> Sorry, man. We already bought the uniforms. You're out of luck. Yeah. yeah I mean, we still have maintenance on the field. Yeah, we still got to take care <laughs> of the fields. Dirt dirt ain't free. Yep. Grass ain't going to mow itself. I didn't realize it wasn't canceled yet because softball's not canceled. I was reading on the parks in New Milford Parks and Rec. Now it's getting, this podcast is getting super towny right now. Hey, uh, oh, I was talking right. to uh, Dan at the Parks and Rec's department. And softball hasn't been canceled yet either. They're not making the decision until June. And it's like, uh, just cancel it, please. I'd like to make a distinction to all of our listeners that are still listening 48 minutes in. I do not play softball in the town league because I am not a townie. I'm not a townie, but I play softball sure. in the town league. Am I sure. a townie? A little bit. A little bit. Am I? I don't know, man. The, the whole softball on, I, I'm just not into the softball league. I don't know. It's fun. I have fun. I like doing it. It's the only exercise I get. Well, I mean, I will say if you play with a good group of guys that you're friends with, it was like when I played flag <clears throat> football for a number of years. Right. It's more about getting out there and hanging out with your friends and getting a little bit of a uh, uh, exercise than anything else. Yeah, my group's okay. We're playing with the wow. same guys forever. You better I mean, hope they're not listening to this because they're just okay. I've been playing with Jeez. the same playing with the same guys forever. So it's like I mean, it's like we're this. It's the same people, but most you know, eight ninety percent of the team has been the team forever. And I've played on the team twice. I played there once for like four or five, five-ish years. Then I stopped playing for a number of years for like work-related, like couldn't make the scheduling happen. And then I've been back for five-ish years. That's the same guys. It's all the same guys. You know, you get new people that cycle in and out. So they're all, they're all cool guys, but you know, I see them plenty. We're all New Milford townies. I see the guys all over town on Facebook and town. I bump into them. It's not like... Like the only time I see these people is when we play softball. I'd like to play this year, but even if they do play, I don't know. Do I want to be that close to a bunch of guys? Sweating and I'm panting at, all over each other. I'm looking at it from a tracing standpoint. I don't know where these guys are. They're all working. Not everyone's sitting at home in front of a computer like me all day. People are out doing real jobs, working, bringing all those germs around. And then we got to stand next to each other and drink a couple beers after the game. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that either, man. I'll be honest with you. You know, and it's funny because I was I was saying to my wife, I don't know, three or four weeks ago that last year I did this whole thing about like I really wanted to kick 40's ass. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I was turning 40 that year. I wanted to do a bunch of bunch of sponsored races. I wanted to like challenge myself, accomplish some things athletically that I thought were gonna be tough. And in the year, you know, you know, it's like you hit 40 and then you go 40 to 41. I gotta tell you. 40 hits hard, man. So like you're going to go play softball now after not doing anything, sitting behind your computer in quarantine, you're going to swing the bat about six times and wake up the next morning and not be able to move your neck. Oh yeah. It hurts. Yeah. I usually pull a leg muscle running. 
like a what are these front muscles in your leg called? Quads? That'd be your quad. Yeah. I always hurt my quad early in the season. You know what's good for that? Stretching. Maybe you want to stretch it out maybe before you just run out there and try to sprint one out there, buddy. We got a whole thing where we don't uh, practice, stretch, warm up. We'll play catch a little bit before the game. But uh, maybe that's why we're terrible. <laughs> Perhaps it probably is, as a matter of fact. Aren't you guys in like the D League anyway? We're in the lowest division of um, softball. We're like in the D division. We're the last place team in the lowest division of New Milford Park and Rec softball. Sounds like you got a bunch of winners. And we complain about having to play. Oh, can't believe that this game starts at 845. Ay, ay, ay. Let's just wait. Get the it. game starts at 845 let's p.m. Just, let's just get it over with. My wife or came a.m. p.m. My wife came to yeah. watch us play two years ago. And she goes, you guys look really depressed out there. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, the games Aren't are you guys supposed to be having fun. This is like your one night to hang out with your buddies and have a good like time, it. drink a few beers. I like doing and it. And you guys, your, your wife's observation is that you you suck. You guys aren't winning and you look depressed. She said we look depressed out there. Yeah. I like it. You got the train, you got the river. It's a beautiful night. The crickets and frogs. You're in downtown New Milford in America. You got some real towny beer after real the game, towny. ready to go. Uh, but then the whole time we're out there, we're like, oh my God, is this over yet? Is this the eighth inning? It feels like the eighth inning. How is this game still going on? You're drinking a nice IPA after the game, are you? No, I don't know. Don't even get me started. Save that for another podcast. Don't get me worked up about it. Whoa, we hit a, we hit a real sore spot there, Matthew. I can't. I can't deal. I can't deal with it. Does that does that beer have a full foamed head and a nice oh, body so with some citrus and notes of uh, langua leaves on it for you? So ridiculous. <laughs> Drink your beer, shut up, and go home. Oh, Bunch man. Bunch of beer elitists. But that's it. Break that down. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah. I got a, I got a lot of things to say about the beer elitist, as a matter Write of fact. Write that down. for Because we got to go. Because this has been going on. We gotta go. We've been doing this for like three hours. Yep, I, yep. I got, I got is, things uh, to do. I know... I know that you're anxious to get back to whatever chores you have on your agenda for today. I know the wife is loading you up with some things to do, but I got to get back. Oh, yeah. I got to get back to work. All right, buddy. Well, to all of our listeners out there, I'd like to say thanks for tuning in to episode four. Shout out to Ireland. Shout out to Ireland. Uh, hopefully we can break another continent this week. So, hey, if any of you guys got friends, share the podcast. Tell your buddies. We got to get uh, a little more global than we already are. We're hoping um, to become bi-weekly-ish, which is what we actually said we were, even though it's turning into a three-weekly-ish and or monthly. So uh, look for episode five coming soon. Looking for some listeners in Mozambique. Yes. Yeah. I hear the the fall in Mozambique is beautiful. Also I Yemen. Heard. I would like some Yemen Yemeni listeners would be good as well. Do they have well. access to the internet or is that state controlled? In Myanmar. Um, it's probably state. Yeah, they probably don't, they probably don't <laughs> have podcasts in Yemen. Yeah, they type in whiskey in the browser and the whole computer shuts down. <laughs> the government shows up with a... Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Are you looking for whiskey? All right, I'm playing the music. Here we go. All right. For Matt Wilson, I'm Dave Stalvey. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in a few weeks. A what weeks? Yeah, I kind of muffled that there, didn't I? What word did you try and say there? You just it sounded like it's you supposed said... supposed to be it, a couple it, of weeks, but I said a Q. I it sounded like you said, we'll see you in a cute weeks. I was like, <laughs> Definitely what? wasn't cute. All right. All right. Well, we've managed to really ruin the end of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening, family.